Welcome to another episode of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Dixon. I am a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the Honorable, the Reverend. You guys call him Slim Rev, but I call him Joshua Listen, man, I'm a man of the people, and if the people want to call me Slim Red, that's who I am. The people came to your defense. Oh, yeah. The people did come to your defense, so I have to acknowledge it, but I will do so begrudgingly. But anyway. You had no choice, man, because that's what the people are inspired by. They're not see see last time I, I talked about the difference between a fat rev and a slim rev. I was never mm-hmm. fat rev. I was right. chunky. I was chunky rev. Mm-hmm. Now slim revs a movement. Now everybody's out there. It's like I want to be slim, such and such. That's what the coach is here for, to inspire a nation, to inspire a people. Okay, whatever you say. All right. But it is another episode. We've got a good episode today. I am finally here in Texas. Texas B. Texas B. All right. I'm going to have to get my cowboy hat. We're getting settled in. Still got boxes everywhere, but it's all good. We're here for you guys. And like I said, we've got a great episode. Josh, are you ready? Yeah, man. Let's get right into it, man. All right. Before we get right into it, I do want to say... Um, If you do enjoy the podcast, okay, make sure that you hit that subscribe button, hit the bell so that you get the post notifications, okay? Once you watch the podcast, hop in the comments, leave a comment. Um, If you share, share the videos. If you're watching on Facebook, Instagram, share the video, share the content. Help us grow here at the Good Guys Podcast, okay? All right. So we're going to go ahead and get it started as we customarily do with the weekly airing of grievances. And I've got got one today, Josh, that um, it needs to be discussed. Yeah, I feel you. They always do. But this one, this one here. My wife is actually gone, okay? She's going to get a pedicure. So I've got the freedom to speak, to, to speak clearly on you this topic. The, you have the floor, BD. You have the floor. I have the floor. I'm probably going to get in trouble. But I don't think my wife watches the podcast. Last time I didn't get in trouble because she didn't watch it. So I'm just going to say what I want to say. Let me preface this as usual by saying that I love my wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happily married. Mm. Okay. Just a little vent. So the other day, you know, we're driving around trying to get the uh, get familiar with uh, get familiar with the area, you know. And my wife, um, she's talking to my youngest son, and she says, Braxton, I love you. And he says it back, you know, I love you. Da, da, da. Awesome. Great. You know, wonderful thing. You don't, you know, Your kids love you. That's great. So she turns to me, and she says, oh, I sure wish you could tell me you love me like Braxton tells me that he loves me. He tells me all the time, all day. I'm like, babe, here's the thing about my wife. She will tell me that she loves me no fewer than 37 times over the course of any given day. Hmm. And it's like, you know what I mean? I love her. I do. I absolutely love my wife. How many times do I need to tell you this, though? 
I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if that's what you need, fine. Okay, I'm going to say it. But I just, you know, I, I just feel like it's different for us. Like, yeah. why do we need to say it 37 times? Like, I told you after breakfast that I love you. I feel like, you know, I mean, your memory's pretty good. I feel like later in the day, you still kind of, you know, I think he still loves me, you know? And so I asked her, I was like, babe, you know, I tell you I love you all the time, but I mean, I I don't know. I thought that, you know, me being here, me being loyal to you, me working, providing a stable, you know, stable environment, you know, food in the refrigerator, roof over your head, all these things, I thought these were symbols of my love for you. What I can do, I can quit my job, I can sit at home all day, and I can stare at you and I can tell you that I love you from sunup to sundown. And if that is what you need for affirmation, we might be living in a cardboard box. But you'll know without a shadow of a doubt that I love you. Hmm. Josh, am I it, it might just be me. Because my wife, you know, maybe that's just a, her thing. I don't no, know. No, no. Right before I did this podcast, she asked me if I loved her. <laughs> like, dude, I'm I, I, here. I, I was like, you know, you know, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe because men or women are different. Um, I thought that if I say I love you once, maybe that would be <laughs> suffice for the day. But it's like if I say it multiple times, then I'm then I'm like, then I feel forced. See, 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 ladies. You just got to let a man say what he says when he says it. Because if, if you make us say things, we're saying them and we, we mean them, but we don't mean them at that moment. See, the value of a man's words is when it, it, is when it comes authentically from him. In moments of reflection when he looks at you and says, I love you. But if you make me say I love you 10 or 15 times, man, you diluting the potency of the love. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like, you know, like it, it should be like, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, just relaxing at the house and you doing your thing or whatever. And I'm just staring at you like, mm, that's my way. And I just say, babe, I love you. Like that means like it. I mean, it's I don't know if that's what it, it. I don't know if it has the same meaning for them. But if I like genuinely just say I love you like that, that means a lot. And I, think, I don't know if it, you know, just gets lost on them or they don't, you know, take it the same way. If they just would rather hear me just say it like as I'm watching first take and <laughs> I'm not even looking at you. Like if that does something for you, I guess. OK, great. But I would think that you would appreciate it more to know that when I actually say it, like I meant that thing. See, I think I think ladies not all ladies, but I think from just from my experience, I think they care more about the phrase, right? I think they care more about the the the, the fruit of the lips than they do the fruit from the life. Mm. The fruit from the lips is like that's 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 like the American dollar. There's no gold standard back, and I can say I love you all day, but don't mean it. But if it's the fruit of my life, mm. see see see, men's love is evident in sacrifice. You know a man loves you when he sacrifices. When you see that face like this, that's that <laughs> face of, you know I love you because I really don't want to sacrifice for this, but I'm sacrificing. That's love. True love from a man is when that man goes to work and comes back 
from home from work and he clicks on all the likes. That's love. You know what love from a man is? When that man comes home and you can search through his phone, you can search through his DMs, you can see the only thing he gave a woman in his DMs was not even a red. That's love. I just want y'all to get to a point where y'all just say, you know what? My man loves me. But I think it's a societal uh, um, uh, influence on that phrase, I love you. Men and women are different. Now, if you got a man that says, I love you all the time, that man is cheating on you. <laughs> Let me put it that way. <laughs> if a man is saying, I love you as equal, as often as you do without you influencing him, he's hiding something. It's probably true. Because if a man is really doing what he's supposed to be doing, he, he ain't got... thinking. He's not thinking about he loving you all the time. Sometimes, no, he's he... <laughs> Sometimes he's like... <sighs> Man, it's just taking everything inside of me. <laughs> it's taking everything inside of me to sacrifice. That's love. But that's what love is. Yeah. Me just telling you it, you know, all the time, maybe that, you know, makes you feel a certain level of security. I don't know. Ladies of the Good Guys podcast, hop in the comments. I want to know. Because I can't ask my wife because then she's going to get mad at me and it's going to be a whole conversation. It's going to be a whole is, thing. This is between us. Okay. Give me some insight here. Hop in the comments. Why do you guys need to hear I love you so often? And maybe it's not all women. Maybe it's just our wives. I don't know. But I feel like it's a it's a it's a lady thing. Cause sometimes I'd be like, when I'm about to leave the house, I'm like, you know I you know I'm coming back, right? I'm coming back. I'm coming back. That's all the I love you you need. <laughs> I'm, coming I'm coming back. back. I'm um, not out here running these streets. I'm not. I'm coming home. I'm coming home to a place that I belong. That's it. Trust me. We're too old to worry about. Listen, we're not Diddy out here. Okay. We're not out here. We don't got time to waste our time with 22 year olds. You know, no. we, we're not. We're not. Out, we don't want nobody else. No. You know? Like, you know, it's a lot that comes with you. No, no, that's not a bad thing. But that's a lot of responsibility as a man with one woman. I couldn't imagine how Solomon did his thing, bro. Well, he did his thing, all right. A bunch of wives and concubines, but I couldn't. Bro, two? No. Yeah, I've never understood. Like, I, I don't know. I guess the allure of cheating is just lost on me. That's too much work. It's too much work, man. It's okay. too much stress, too I'm much work, bro. I'm too lazy. Like, you know, one, women are con y'all are com complex creatures, okay? And it, it takes everything that I have. Okay, to meet all the needs of, well, of my wife, one woman. Okay, yeah. I don't have anything left have for anyone. Left. <laughs> I have I, nothing left. I have nothing left, man. Who's gonna get the rest of this? Irritable, angry. Right. You don't want whatever. <laughs> whatever's left I, over. You don't I done, want it. I don't. I don't spend all this time with my wife and go to your house, and all I could do is sleep. I fall asleep. I fall asleep. <laughs> so what you gonna do with a sleepy rev? What you gonna do right. with sleepy rev? Sleepy That's rev's gonna be I like knocked out, man. But let us know in the comment section, man. Just let us know. Because because I just, I really think, BD, it's a difference between men and women. Maybe we was taught nothing, but we didn't, we wasn't taught love growing up. Maybe love was just like, hey, I paid the bills, right? You're going to school, right? You got clothes. So we just thought, we thought actions was love. Okay, we, okay. My mama loved me. The bills are on. The lights are on. You know, people, we thought that's what love was. But girls, time. girls growing up, ooh, I love you, you so pretty. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's an illusion. 
Maybe it's an insecurity. Right. Like, I, like mm-hmm. I legitimately think that my wife could tell me that she loves me probably one time a year, and I think I'd be good. I believe you. Like, after, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I believe you're here. You're taking care of the kids. Okay. You're taking care of me. You're cooking me dinner. Like, I believe you. I feel like if you didn't love me, you would probably be leaving. And maybe that's a maybe that's a um, security stability thing. Women love security stability. And I think they since they're emotional creed, we're different. We're not emotional. Yeah. So I think I think if we had deep emotional needs, maybe like even if we sexual needs, no mental needs. Like all we need to know is that you're there. <laughs> that's all we need. You right. couldn't you couldn't throw it back more times than now. Make me believe that you love me. You can make four meals a day. Doesn't mean you love me. I just know I'm just glad you're there. That's, That's love. The biggest thing. That's love. But, ladies, you gotta be careful. A guy can tell you I love you all day long. Fill your Actually. tank up emotionally. Mm-hmm. Out there telling six others they love. He loves them too. Now you better be looking at them actions. That's why I say that's what matters. But you know, that's just me. Look at the fruit of the life, not the fruit of the lips. <clears throat> All right, that's enough of that rant. Yeah, because we're going to get ourselves in trouble. Let's get off the Yeah, we're, we're probably yeah. going to get in trouble. Yeah. All right, Um. so we're going to move on to the main topic of the day. All right, and so what we're going to talk about today is, I think it's an important topic, especially for our single listeners, um, those who are not yet married, or eh, mostly for those who are not yet married. Um. But we're going to be talking about, I think a lot of, um, and we're going to hit on both sides, but today we're going to just hit on one side. We're going to talk about what a man should be doing while he is dating you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, you know, might be going on dates and they might not really know what, what you know, what should he be doing? Like what should, what's, what's appropriate, what's inappropriate, like what things should I be looking for? So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit here today, and uh, I think it's gonna be pretty pretty productive. So we'll go ahead and get into it. So the first thing that I have that I feel like a man should be doing while he's dating you, and this I guess it's kind of maybe it's old fashioned. Um, some people, you know, feel a different way about it, but I think that he should be paying he should be picking up the tab yeah i think he should be picking up the tab um and i just think it 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 speaks to his ability to fulfill his role in a godly relationship i think the man's role uh is you know to to provide that security to provide to provide you know that financial stability and security not that the woman obviously can't help out she can work and you know have her independence and that's um then that's there's nothing wrong with that but i think the man's response i don't think that's her responsibility i think that's the man's responsibility so i think he should be picking up the tab just showing hey i'm serious about this relationship i'm serious about you and i'm able to provide i had you know i have a stable job or business or whatever it is, I have the financial means to take you on a date. I'm going to be able to take care of you. Je, how you feel about it? I think that's very important, man. I think I think um, it all boils down to 
uh, the pace of the woman in a dating relationship. If the woman is saying, hey, I don't even, I think, I think women have to understand this. You shouldn't give a man liberty to take you anywhere without first examining that man's character. So a lot of women like to go on dates and I'm like, that could be a waste of your time going out with the man, wasting your time just to be taken out. Like, I think there should be some level of, of uh, we're talking about those in relationship with the one that God has for them. I think it's important for the woman to kind of dictate the pace of a man's pursuit because sometimes we can get excited and then he's throwing all of his money around. You got to say, bro, are you even financially stable to even take me out? Let's minimize our date. Let's, let's do something that you can afford. And I think... I think it's very important for the man to pay because it should be an expression of what he promises or what he can do uh, for you. But at the same time, if a woman says, hey, you know what? Uh, I want to pay for me because I don't even want to give you the illusion that 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 you did something for me for a favor later. You see what I'm saying? So, Let me revise it. Yeah. Because, yeah, <clears throat> if, you know, it's perfectly OK, I think, as a woman to say, no, I appreciate your offer. I'm going to pay for mine and yeah. you pay for your. There's nothing wrong with that. I think the man should offer. There pay. we go. Yeah. The I man should offer. Yeah, to of pay. course. He should always offer because that's just generosity. That's like if I was if I was the one that took you away from your program, regularly scheduled programming or life or whatever, I should at least offer. The beautiful thing about a woman dictating a man's pace, she can say, you know what? I'm going to see how you respond to me paying for myself. I'm going to see how you respond to, to to how I feel about my own independence because you don't owe that man nothing. You don't. And I think I think when you pay for you, you have your own. Uh, how can I put this? You'll be able to have your own uh, rights, not rights, but you'll be able to have this premise of you don't you can't expect nothing from me because I pay for this. Because right. a lot of guys be trying to pay for stuff to flex, and that man's in debt. That man don't even have enough to pay for it. And then you caught up in the illusion of this man false provision. And then all of a sudden, when you really find out and get a relationship, and that man really can't provide for you, I think it's best to just say, hey, until we really get to know each other, until I really get to know you, I'm going to pay my way. But you better listen to see, hey, is he offering to pay? But if you feel like, hey, hees a good dude, and he's and he and 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 because a man has to make an investment, <clears throat> and I think a man prov, uh, paying or offering to pay gives clues um, to gentlemanship. It gives clues to him his ability to just show off that he can provide. Don't get it twisted. Providing for food alone ain't full provision. No. And, and but at the same time, he should offer to pay because that's what you, that's just what you do as a man. It's just what you should do. It's just what you it's, do. It's not literally, you know, just because he can pay for it, uh, you know, two people at Olive Garden doesn't mean that he has the financial means to support you. I'm just saying it's, you know, it's just it just says something about him as a man, <clears throat> you know, that he is like, OK, do you want I mean, I can pay for this. Like I'm take I asked you on a date. You know, I asked you to change your date, you know, schedule and give me some time. Yeah. You know, I will pay if that's what you want and like you said if she declines having the you know um having the confidence and you know self-awareness to say okay that's perfectly fine i understand and i'm not trying to get anything from you i just you know i was trying to do you know trying to be gentleman like you know do the right thing but that's cool we have a date you know you pay for yours i pay for mine and we'll see where it goes from there and I so. think it's and I think it's very important to even have a good a good conversation on that. Explain your premise, ladies. Hey, there's nothing against you. 
This has nothing against you. It's not me trying to be all difficult. It's just that, you know, at this point or at this juncture of our us getting to know each other, I think it's best for me just to pay my own way. And the gentleman can also be like, well, I just want to make sure I'm clear that I'm not trying to get anything from you. And fellas, don't let that hit your ego. Just respect whatever boundary she sets. Exactly. Just respect it. If she wants to pay, that's good look for you. That's more gas in your tank. You see what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. but at the same time, don't don't be fellas, listen to me. Don't be out there trying to flex either, man. Bro, don't go into debt paying <laughs> for a ninety dollar meal. No. Women love dates where they have the opportunity to get to know you. If she's requiring all these bougie places to try to see if you can provide for her, cut that girl off. She's insecure. Go where you can afford. Go where it's wise to spend your money. Anything mm. beyond that, it's a waste of your time. I spent $90 on a meal one time. I'll never do it, man, bro. Bro, I think the highest I spent, man, yep, by the 90s. By the 90s. I and think we I, were married, though, when I did it. Yeah, I did it. I did. We was married. No, we wasn't married. That was when we was in, um, we went to the beach. We went to, uh, uh, Wilmington. No, it was it Wilmington mm. or Myrtle Beach? And you know, that seafood buffet place was $45 a person. Oof. I said, man, never again, man. I, 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 nobody, nobody wanted to talk to me on the way back to the hotel. <laughs> hey, man, don't talk, don't, don't. And everybody knew. My wife knew. Don't talk to him. Just leave him alone. I spent ninety dollars on seafood that I'm going to be hungry again later. Seafood where it wasn't even that good. Do you know what I could have done? <laughs> How many places I could have ate for ninety dollars within a week, Bruh do you know my go-to restaurants? How many of those I could have went to and enjoyed myself mm. for 90 bucks? Listen, fellas, listen. Pay, pay, pay for attraction. Don't pay for ambiance. Uh, pay, get to know each other. Find out what y'all are attracted to. Get to know, Don't pay for no ambiance. And ladies, come on, man. Come on, man. Mm. If you really want the lights, man, I could take you to see some lights. <laughs> But I just think, man, a man should always offer to pay ladies because that's just our innate. That um, a, a real man just wants to provide. There you go. That should be inside of him. That that should be in him. Now, if y'all okay. walk into a restaurant and he's just like, oh, oh, you you go ahead. She got hers. You walk out the that's restaurant. Walk exactly. Out, walk out. That's what you don't want. Yeah. All right. So we'll keep it moving. You had a couple points. You want to <clears throat> hop in with one of yours, or bro? You got all the lists. I don't even. I can't even open up mine. I do not have your points at all. Oh, just well, be honest. let me. Uh, well, I can remember them. Don't worry about it. Just keep doing yours. We'll be fine. Okay. All right. The second one I have is he should be demonstrating traits that make you feel secure and or safe. Mm. So it's not necessarily like. Just the little things. And I don't know how exactly to describe it or what it looks like for you or what he's going to... But, you know, because I don't want to say, oh, he should just be opening doors for you. Oh, he should be, you know, uh, walking on a... I mean, I think it would be good to walk, you know, if you're walking on a sidewalk, he walks on the outside. You know, those kind of things. I think those are things that you should be looking at to see if he has that awareness. If he, you know, when he's out with you, He's always looking to make sure that you're safe at all times, that you're protected. And like you should just when you're with him, you should be looking at those little things to see if he is a protector or is he scared or is he not worried about, you know, my security, Mm. you know, 
just little things that I do. Like I said, when we're, and this is obviously in the context of marriage, but when we're, you know, in the bedroom, I'm always going to be closer to the door. Always to the door. If somebody busts through the door, they're going to have to come through me first. That's real. If we're walking on the sidewalk, I'm going to be walking closer to the street. I do try to open doors for my wife whenever, you know, we go into a building, I'm opening the door for her. Like, just little <clears> stuff <throat> like that. You should just be looking for little stuff like that. Like, does he try to, and it's not like a, you know, the feminist type thing. Like, oh, I don't need anyone to open it. Look, if you don't, then that's fine. Again, you can always decline. But is he looking to do those things? I think that's important. I think that's something that a man should be doing while he's dating. Is trying to, you know, his role, uh, biblically, you know, is not yet to be your protector. That doesn't come until marriage, but that should be his mindset. If he's dating you and he is serious about the relationship and he's, you know, if, if you're if you're dating and you're a believer, I feel like you shouldn't just be recreationally dating, like just dating just for the sake of dating. I think you should be dating to see if this is a potential person that you could marry. So these are the things that I think, you know, that you should be looking at. And these are the things that as a man, I think you should be practicing yeah hey this is my role so let me make sure that she's secure whenever she's with me yeah man a man has to be attentive to details listen man your man should be almost like a secret service man when he's with you (laughs) that man that man should be looking at all details everywhere i go i'm aware of all exits exactly i know i listen i'm so detailed at every place i walk into i i replay scenarios in my mind just in case just in case things happen, I replace scenarios in my head so I'll know. Because women don't recognize those kind of things. Man, man, my wife just be just just enjoying the day. And I'm over here. <laughs> exit exactly. one, exit two. Yep. I, can, I can slide down the steps, have her on one shoulder, run out <laughs> the left door. Okay, if that don't work, if a guy comes up that way, we're going to go out, bust out through this window, fly out like that, and get my little parachute that I don't have, but I think I have. I got all that secret stuff. Situational awareness. Situational. There you go, BD. Situational awareness. A man has to always be attentive to detail. That's why, for me, I be wore out sometimes when I get home because I'm automatically aware, prepared, hyper aware, hyper uh, uh, sensitive to my environments because I know for a fact I have something. I have something of value with me. And one thing I cannot live with if something happens on my watch and I wasn't there or prepared to be there. So everywhere a man goes with you he should be attentive and some things ladies it's cool to be independent but come on man that independent stuff is overrated when you with the man don't sit there and be like i open my own door do you know the reason why a man should open the door for you and put you in the car so that if anything happens you're locked and secured in the car so he has to go and open that door make sure that you win especially no matter it don't matter if it's daylight nighttime he has to open that door <clears throat> let me make sure you secure Cause that's what I always do when I'm walking out of the store. My wife just be talking. I don't be listening. I'm looking. I'm looking. Right. Okay. Anything looks suspicious, I slow my pace. Slow down. You know. Let me get you in the car, and let me. I, I don't even tell her to open the door for me. Don't open the door for me. Let me. Let me make. When I'm in the car, I know we're secured. And if I double tap the hood, if I double tap, lock the door and drive off. Hop in the seat, drive off. I love you. <laughs> I'll see you in heaven. 
All right, you know what I'm saying? If something happens, if I don't make it home, just get home. You see what I'm saying? Because I got to make sure she's locked and secured. Also, ladies, listen, when that man push you in the grass, know that a car was coming. That's why he has to walk on the side where the car is. And you over there, right. ooh, my dress. No, get hit that grass. I'm the one got hit by the car. My leg is all twisted up. But you okay. A man has to be always alert to the details. If not, he's not ready to protect you. If that man is walking ahead of you and you're behind him, or that man, mm-hmm. or that man is just talking, he doing all the talking, and you're hyper alert. He, he's no, no. Listen, if he's taking you out of your place of comfort, he has to make sure he's in control of, of making sure that you stay comf- com- comfortable and feel protected when you in his presence. The moment you don't feel protected, like I drive safely when I have my wife, nieces and nephews, family in the car. I don't drive. I don't speed because, listen, I got to make sure at all times everyone in the car with me feels protected, especially my wife. The Bible talks about that she's the weaker vessel. Weaker vessel doesn't mean that she's not equal to a man. Weaker vessel doesn't mean that because the Bible says that the woman is joint heir in in the grace of life. She's a weaker vessel, but she's a joint heir with you, meaning she's equal to you in the eyes of God, but she has a weaker frame. She's a weaker vessel. Vessel means body. She has a weaker body than you. So since God blessed you with the muscles, God blessed you with the, the stronger frame, you make sure that within the context of y'all being together, she's safe. There's reasons why men should be attentive to details. Everything about a woman. Because they're delicate. They're, they're fragile. Talking about the vessel. And, uh, and that's our responsibility. Characteristics like that should be unnoted. And if you in a serious relationship with someone or you or you in a relationship with someone, you better have this conversation. Like, I don't really feel like and don't be bougie with open my door for me, man. No, uh, man. Just have your man watch this part of the video so he can understand why he should do what he needs to do. We were um, I was talking to my parents before uh, we had drove down here to Texas when we were still in New York. And my mom was asking me, she was like, that's a long drive. She was like, are you going to, you know, are you going to split it up with wife? She drives some and you drive some. I was like, no, 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 ma'am. Like I'm driving the whole way. Like if something goes wrong, if we get in a wreck, it's going to be on me. On me. <clears throat> it's going it, it, to, it's gonna, I'm sorry. Like I, I couldn't let myself, uh, you know, I couldn't live it down if I'm sitting over here in the passenger side sleep. And, you know, a situation car cuts in front of my wife and she panics and, you know, we get in a wreck and I'm sitting over here asleep trying to relax. I'm like, no, no. I'm going to get a good light, good night's sleep the night before and I'm driving, period. Men prepare to protect. That's it. Listen, because my wife, the only time I, my wife, my wife probably only drove twice since we've been married, probably twice, maybe four times since we've been together, only because I'm, I'm either sick Either, either, either I'm super tired. You see what I'm saying? But any other time, uh uh-uh, man, nah, you ain't driving. No, the only, the only way I'm driving is if I'm a danger. If I'm a threat, if I'm a threat to the situation, nah, you, I'm gonna let you drive. But as soon as I get some energy, but that's rare. That's like point zero zero three percent. And that, and that's talking from a married man. Like we're talking about, if you're dating this person, he shouldn't be showing up to the date with you tired. Nah. If he is, tell him to go home and go back to sleep. Yeah, and fellas, you don't have nothing to prove to no woman. You don't have to be a superman. 
it's okay. And a, a strong woman gonna let you know, like, look, I don't feel safe right now. You tired? Get some rest. No, I just nah, <coughs> nah, mm-hmm. nah. And that's no. one of my points. That's one of my points. If you mind, if you don't mind me interjecting, <clears throat> one of my points is what a man should be. What a, what a man should not be doing while dating you, being overly consumed with you. Mm-hmm. If you dating a man and he's cons- he's texting you all day, all day. Bro, you don't got no job. Why are you texting me all day, threatening your uh, your livelihood, texting me all day? Go to work. Go to work. Leave me <laughs> alone. You know what I'm saying? I think I think a man should not be. If a man is overly consumed in you, he's consumed in the idea of you, and is that infatuation is blinding him from the real individual that you are. And then once that infatuation comes down, he doesn't even know you. Right. All he knows is the idea of you. When you when you get to know somebody, that's why I tell people, hey man, the wisest thing to do <clears throat> if you're getting to know somebody is 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 ladies number one understanding your purpose, your purity, your your position as a daughter in God, and understand that character, understand that position, and that right there will help you dictate the pace of a man. There's a lot of good men that runs out of pace, but when you know who you are, you can confidently tell that man, yo, just relax. I like you. Just relax. You don't got to be that consumed to me. We cool. This is really me. You know what I'm saying? Like, get to know me. Don't get to know the... Some man be already thinking about you being their wifey. They don't even know... They don't even know you. They All they're thinking about is is the what, what kind of wife she could be. No. Right. What kind of woman is she? Not the wife yeah. she'll be. Who's the woman she is? And I think, fellas, when you're dating a young lady, get to know a young lady. Get to know her. Don't be consumed with her. Get to know her because you might find out this ain't really the woman you want to be with. Right. You get married, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I didn't know this was you. Well, I've been showing you this the whole time, but you was blinded by infatuation. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, if you're right. dating a man, he's consumed with you, man. Don't respond to that man. Tell that man stop texting you. Stop texting me, bro. Yeah. Because that's not going to be sustainable. It's like not going to be sustainable. There you go. That good morning text stuff. Don't start that early on, fellas, ladies. Don't do that good morning stuff because you ain't gonna be able to do that forever. You know, don't it's do not don't happen. do stuff that's gonna be hot for a month and a half, and now she got the expectation of you sending good morning texts, and then she's gonna be like, "Well, he don't love me because he don't send good morning texts." There you go. You ain't sending a good morning text no more. Now you don't love her. Look, slow yourself down, young blood. Mm-hmm. Just take your time, and ladies, if that man going strong on you. Tell that man to pump the brakes, man. Slow it down, man. You speeding. Tell that man to ease up. Tell that man to ease up. That's it. I was trying to think of it. Drake. Drizzy. Drizzy said that. (laughs) And Drizzy don't even be easing up, do he? No. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, man. Fellas, slow down, man. Marriage is a marathon. The quicker you get to that I do's, the moment you wish you didn't. Soon as you get into that marriage, you're going to be like, man, I really ran here, huh? I really rushed here, huh? It takes work big time. And ladies, you ain't that dope, so slow his brakes down. You dope, but you ain't that dope to make that man, to lie to that man, make that man spend all his money, spend all his energy, and then y'all rush to the to marriage, and y'all don't even know each other. All right. Uh, the next point that I have that a man should be doing when he's dating you I have. He should be sparking interesting conversations to get to know you, mm. because that's a sign that that's a sign that he's interested. And that's a sign that he's taking you seriously. Um, if you're, if he's, like I said, if you're a believer, 
I don't think you should be recreationally dating. You should be. He should be dating you with a purpose in mind. So, with that said, just because you know he sees you initially, he likes what he sees from the physical appearance. Okay, the next step is to get to know you to see if you're compatible. You know, potential long-term wife. So, he should be like it's not. It shouldn't be like an interview. It shouldn't be, you know, 21 questions. It shouldn't be an FBI, you know, questionnaire. But he should be sparking conversations because within those conversations, he's going to be able to get to understand the essence of you, how you think, how you operate. Um, so, you know, like he shouldn't be, you know, on his phone or disinterested or trying to move to doing other stuff, physical stuff or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, he should be kind of interested in probing. He should be interested in getting to know you. If he's not doing that, and he's probably not that interested, he's probably just recreationally dating. He's probably might have ulterior motives that he's trying to get to. So that's that's the third thing that I have, J.E. You want to elaborate on that? Yeah, man. I think the best person to get to know is the person that God has for you. The most interesting person you're going to meet is the person that God has for you. You see what I'm saying? And I think and I think sometimes we lose sight of purpose, the purpose of marriage, the purpose of the joint venture, the co-op, the corporation of 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 marriage that that this is a business, a family business. And and when you really get to know the person that God has for you, they're going to be intriguing. They're going to be interesting because y'all going to y'all when purposes combine, you know what I'm saying? When y'all really come together, there's going to be great dialogue. And I think many people lose sight of of what it means to be in a relationship. So they talk about stuff that they don't got. What's your favorite show? What else is like, like, like let's talk about purpose. Let's talk about go. purpose. Let's talk about life. Let's talk about that's what my book uh, dating prep is for. I don't even have the book right now, but the book can't da- even do a shameless plug. Oh, oh, I can do a shameless plug. I'll oh, I can do it. <laughs> I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna cut this part out. Don't get it twisted. This entrepreneurial. You know, mm-hmm. this book right here, dating prep. Mm. This what you need. Okay. This what you need in your life. I got three. I got three levels. Okay. There's the cloud phase, the cement phase, and the corporation phase. The cloud phase is just that I can read it to you. The cloud phase is just simply the phase where y'all just got to know each other. The cloud, the beginning stages of the relationship. The cement phase relationship is where reality sets in. The corporation phase is time to go to the next level or to build your marriage. See, the purpose of asking the right questions at certain times will let you know if you're wasting your time. It will let you know if you made a mistake and you out of the will of God and you just got with whatever. But this book right here will help you because you got to prepare for your dates. You got to prepare like beating and I still date our wives. And there's still going to be questions. How are you? Where are you at right now? Are you happy with how things are going? You know, what inspires you now? Like, 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 what do you feel like God is speaking to you about now? Like, what do you feel is, 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 is the next phase of your life? How do you feel about, like when my wife asked, well, how do you feel about becoming a mom? Like, what are some of the struggles? What are some of the concerns? How can I, these are questions. 
because we have a purpose. We got. I gotta make sure. Am I doing like you know? You know? Uh, how's my development? How's my? Am I meeting expectations? Do you feel loved? Do you like like those are intriguing questions? Questions about your favorite show? Questions about your favorite food? That's cool, but ninety percent of your conversation should be purpose focused. It should be compatibility focus it should be well how 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 best can i serve you focus and if you really want to serve a person you will get to know the person if you really want to serve a person you will observe the person and i just think a lot of people waste their times in these dating relationships and they don't get to know each other until they're ready to get rid of each other right and i just think it's like bd says very important for you to have interesting um, conversations where that man is really into you. If he's in to try to get in you, then that's not the man you want to spend time with. You want a man that wants to get to know you here and not to get to know you down there. And when you know you got a man that's like, yo, I want to know so I can be able to prepare myself to be with you so I can prepare myself to be compatible with you. See, most men mo not most <coughs> men, but most people go into relationships to be completed. We're supposed to be going into relationships to compliment. Mm. How can I compliment you? I'm whole. I got my own. My wife had right. her full career. I had my full career. I didn't need her to complete me. Right. I'm talking about as I matured, there was parts of me that was trying to be completed by her. But as I grown into maturity and God set his providential timing for us to get married, I didn't need her. I wanted her. Need leads to perversion. Be very careful with someone that needs you. Mm. And the beautiful thing about marriage is, is two whole people complement each other. Right. Every device that we're using right now is whole. This microphone is whole. This phone is whole. This laptop is whole. These headphones are whole. All these things are whole pieces complementing this podcast. And if you got a person that's looking to you to be completed sexually, he wants to be and she wants to be completed to you by you emotionally, then this this can't work. At least not right now. Go to Christ and be completed and then come and then if it's if it's his will, then I can compliment you. I can help you. I can aid the purpose that we're going to share together. But it starts with interest. If that person is, you'll know what his motives are based upon how, where the conversation ends up. If the conversation ends up to sex, you knew he was on interest. He was only saying those things just to get, just to make you loose and, and, and ready to let go, let, let open. That's all. Yeah. Like, and, and when you are, when you come into a dating situation and you are complete, like that that shouldn't be the conversation the conversation shouldn't be you know how can you complete me when he's having a, you know these conversations with you his purpose as a man his purpose should be to get to your heart you know find out what your heart is That's what's right. her heart what's she passionate about what moves her you know what is what is like you said what is her purpose because that's what that's what that's what you really need to know probably more than anything else because you need to know hey does that kind of align with what the call of God on my life is that's real with what my purpose is can that complement what she's trying to accomplish you know does she complement what I'm trying to accomplish do we have a heart after the same thing that's the most important thing that he should be finding out and that's what you guys should be conversating about um, while you're dating so if he's not initiating those kinds of conversations with you if it is just super surface level and maybe on the first date it will be but if you guys go on second and third <clears throat> and fourth dates those conversations should get deeper and they should be he should be getting to the, the core of your heart purpose if he's not doing that purpose purpose conversations are the best conversations listen i can't really be around people who talk shallow 
I can't really be around people that don't talk about getting to that bag, getting to that impact, getting to that life changing. I don't got like, man, listen, you want to really intrigue my mind? Let's talk purpose. And that's where you should be, ladies. If you really want to get to know me, let's talk purpose. Let's talk about compliment. But at the same time, give it time because time will let you know what he really is about with you. Because if you always seemingly see the conversation always leading to the (coughs) bedroom, and you should not enter any room with him in a dating environment anytime soon. Absolutely. All right. Move on to the next point that I have. Mm-hmm. Any man who is dating you, he should be always straightforward and transparent. Okay? He shouldn't be playing these semantics games. You know, it shouldn't be unclear on what we're doing. Like a real man who is pursuing you going to be straightforward hey i'm not trying to be you know dating re- recreationally i'm not trying to waste your time you know i just i would like to get to know you you know and we'll we'll see where it goes from there but like he's going to be very purposeful about what he's doing a real man is purposeful about everything yep okay he's not waking up and just hey let me see where the day takes me real man that you need to lead you is going to be purposeful about everything he does everything so he should be very purposeful about his intentions for you okay obviously he doesn't know out the gate if his intention is to marry you but his intention is to get to know you to find out hey if you would be a suitable wife okay so he needs to be straightforward with that though it shouldn't be Oh, man, you know, I'm just chilling, you know, I'm just, you know, you seem like you cool, so we should just see if we can vibe or whatever. Like, nah, all those, don't don't fall for a man who doesn't know exactly what he's doing. He's not purposeful about what he's doing. You don't want a man who's just chilling. You don't want a man who's just, you know, let's hang out, let's chill, Netflix and chill. Like, no, none of that. Let me- he should be intentional about everything that he's doing. He should be straightforward. You should know exactly what his intentions are and what his purpose is in taking you out. Listen, man, don't vibe with no man that doesn't have a vision. Listen, you don't got time to waste. That's that college high school stuff. You know what I'm saying? Listen, at this point in your life, you can't vibe with a man that doesn't have a vision. You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't have intentions. Who's not. See, a man who has right intentions has the right identity. You see what I'm saying? He knows who he's identified with the right things. When a man who has a strong identity in who he is in Christ and knows himself, he knows exactly what he needs. He knows exactly what he needs to have in his life. He knows exactly what he wants. He is a purposed man. Like BD says, any man that's, you don't even know what this is. How many people are in relationships right now? They don't even know where they're going. If you, Lord, I'm about to be on a soapbox. <laughs> don't be with the man. That at the end of the day, you don't know where y'all going. No. A real leader leads. This is where we going. Uh, and this is what a man would do. This is where we going. Are you down or not? Okay. You Okay, cool. Okay. A, a man is going to be very intentional. He's going to be like, look, you're going to always feel secure about where we going in life. And I have habits and character traits that proves that my actions match my words. Listen, if I want to marry you, I'm marrying you. That's my intent. If I want to be with you, I'm with you. This decision is incision, meaning to cut something off. 
you can tell whether or not a man really wants to be with you if he's willing to cut everything off and be clear in his communication about where this thing is going. He has to be clear on everything because the lack of clarity leads you to be insecure and unstable. And I think I wrote some other things down, but yeah, you don't want to be with an indecisive man. Mm-mm. A man like uh, see see if a man is led by his other head, you're going to be always confused. A man who thinks here and not down there is a man that's going to make sure you are very clear on where this thing is going. You can't trust a penis. You can't trust it, ladies. True. A man is if that if that part of him is leading, you 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 probably you're going to be only only place you're going to be led to is a bedroom. And you're gonna be all messed up because he's gonna tell you whatever, whatever. he thinks you want to hear to get the end result that he wants. And then when that man lets go, and I'm, we got children that's watching, so if you, your parents let your children go, but when he lets go, then you know what he really feels about you. <laughs> if a man can let, oh hold on, you're not even supposed to be in those environments. I'm sorry. Let me let me reel that back. If a man leaves with that. <laughs> Then you can't trust because all he gonna tell you everything you want to hear to get that extra load off of him. And then he after that load is off, he don't care nothing about you. And then he's gonna come back again. How can I get this extra load off of me again? No, 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 no. You need a man that says, I got that under self-control. I ain't even gonna lead with that. You bad though. That's why I can't be with you alone. Because girl, listen, listen. You know, I can't I can't be around you like this. I can't, it's getting dark outside. I right. think it's time for us to go our separate ways. Mm-hmm. But a man who knows what he wants here ain't going to lead you around in circles with the other agenda of his loins. But that's just real, man. A man who's decisive knows exactly what he wants. And you got to make sure it lines up with the purpose that God has for you. Because a man could be trying to force you to go in a direction. He knows what he wants. But if it ain't what God has for you, you dictate that man's pace. That's right. That's absolutely right. And it's important, man, because it's, man, it's a lot of guys out here that will waste your time. Waste your time. Telling telling you what you want to hear. Telling what you want to hear just to keep you along, just to provide whatever they want you to provide for them. And they know it's not going nowhere. And you're wasting the best years of your life because you're listening to the mess that they're telling you. That's just a bunch of, it's just a smokescreen. Pay attention to make sure that he is straightforward and transparent and you know exactly where you stand, exactly what you know he wants to accomplish and y'all hanging out and it needs to be a reasonable timeline. You know what I mean? Like it look, it don't take you ten years to figure out whether or not you want to commit to me. That's real. Okay? Don't let him waste your time. And let me tell you this, how you spend your time is a direct reflection of your self esteem. If you got a strong self-esteem, a God, Christ-centered self-esteem, you're going to work your time. You're not going to waste your time. And a person who has strong self-esteem, they got confidence in themselves, will not waste their time. That's why men love preying on women who are not prayed up. They love praying on women who don't like themselves. <clears throat> that's why, That's why, ladies, listen to me. If you're single right now and you a good woman and every man that keeps coming up to you keeps leaving, don't get disappointed by that. It's because most a lot of these men do not want or cannot meet those expectations or those basic standards. So, so you don't want them. You don't want them. And so that will confuse you, making you feel like, well, nobody wants me. They want you. 
They want you, but they can't manage you. That's why I tell a lot of men and women, you got to understand. Do you understand marriage has maintenance fees? <laughs> people can afford the people can't afford the maintenance of marriage. They can afford the mm -hmm. wedding, but they can't. They don't. You spent all of you on a day and you don't got enough in the tank to spend for the next 20, 30, 40 years of marriage. Mm. So a man, they just want to manage moments, but they can't manage you forever. And so you got to look at yourself in the mirror and just say, for one, the ladies who are insecure and have low self-esteem, you got to say, yo, I'm tired of being ran around by these guys. Find out who you are in God. Get to know who you are. Find some purpose. Find some value. Get some standards in your life. And for those ladies out there that are single, saved, and solid, listen. A lot of these men out here, if you're not giving up the if you're not giving up the goods, they don't want to be around you. You see what I'm saying? So be confident in your singleness. The right man will have enough to pay for the maintenance of you. Hmm. He's not just gonna pay for the just to get you to the marriage. Oh, we got here. You know, he says, you know what? He walks in that Bentley dealership because girl, you a Bentley. You hear me? You you listen to me, girl. You a Bentley. Baby girl, baby girl, you a Royce Royce. You ain't anybody can get Hondas. Girl, you not a Honda. That's right. They make Hondas like that. Bentleys are handmade. Woo, I'm about to preach now. Get him, Jay. Hondas are machine made. Hey, Bentleys are handmade. Hand stitched. Takes time mm -hmm. to put together. Girl, you got took, he fitted and knitted you in your mother's womb. Girl, you better walk around, drive around like you're a Bentley. And do you know Bentleys never go on clearance? Never. Bentleys be sitting that same dealership. They know they're not upset. They know they value. I don't care. And listen, and them, them Bentley dealers, they know if you got it or not. <clears throat> right. So it's okay to have standards. Yes, it may take you eleven years to get to know, get 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 with the person that God has for you. Yes, all of your twenties was focused on purpose, and you're like, man, God, where's my man? God's like, I'm hand stitching him right now. Man, do you know how long marriage is? Marriage is the rest of your life. life. You're talking about 50, 60, 70 years. So if it takes you till you in your thirties to find that right person. That you're going to experience marital bliss with for the rest of your life. Who's going to take care of your heart. Who's going to lead you and guide you and comfort you and like be a good man to you. If it takes a few extra years of you in your 30s, you're worried about it. That's fine because there's a lot of women who got married in their 20s to the wrong person and they're miserable. Miserable. And they're going to be miserable for the rest of their life. And they got, you know, consequences of that marriage that's going to stay with them. For the rest of their life. And no offense to them. Now they're damaged goods. Exactly. Now you back on the market. Dents all in you. Yeah, I mean, that, you have to use car lot. Now that doesn't yeah. mean God can't <laughs> refurbish and restore. But man, exactly. but man, let's keep it honest. You got twelve kids. <laughs> oh shoot! It's gonna take. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna take a real good man. So yeah. we're not saying it's impossible. For sure. But man, come on now. And listen, ladies, it's not meant to condemn <clears throat> any ladies out there that got three or four kids. Listen to me. God is faithful. God is good. But he got somebody for, he that, got too. Somebody for that too. But we talking about those ladies out there that's like, look, man, be wise out here. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm just we're we're not saying that that we're not what I mean by damaged goods, it doesn't mean 
that that there's not a man for you. We just talk about people who keep uh, compounding consequences on their life and not learning. And it's still, they're compounding consequences, but still begging God for a man of God, still begging God for someone or something, and you still hasn't changed your mind. God will always look out for a person who is, who is willing to allow their minds to be renewed. But if you still got a ruined mindset, God ain't going to bring nothing fresh, fresh into your life. Because you don't got the right mindset. We talking about those women. Women who are still out here begging God for stuff and their mind ain't changed. If, if you got four or five kids and your mind is made up, God will look out for you. Exactly. Yeah, he still got somebody for you. If you if you learn from those mistakes. There we go. You know what I mean? And you renew your mind like Josh said. And you a whole different person. Now you look at things a different way. Now you approach you know situations with men a different way. He's got somebody for you. But if you, like you said, you fell into that situation, you married the wrong person, you got, you know, you you know, you got situations and stuff like that, but you ain't, you ain't learned nothing from it and you still doing the same thing and you asking God why you ain't brought, because you still got the same mindset. He's like, dude, you're just gonna, if I bring somebody your way, the right person, you're probably gonna uh, scare them away. Yeah. So you're probably just gonna end up with somebody else who's not good for you and I don't want that for you. So here you sit. You got to learn. You got to get better. You got to adapt. It's not too late. It's never too late with God, but it always become too late for you if you're not willing to let your mind be renewed. And this just, this listen, that's what y'all come to the good guys for. We give y'all that truth because we want y'all to be prepared. That's it. What's the next point, BD? My bad, man. I have, I got four points here, and then, then I'm a, it's just the, the, the things you should look for that should be evident in a man before y'all even go forward but i'm gonna let you go ahead i think we have two more right uh no i'm on the last well i'm on the last one i don't, I, I don't know how many you got nah, i just got i think, think we already talked about oh i got one more but that's it but go ahead do your two okay <clears throat> i got one more oh one more so the last one that i have is uh, a man who is actively dating you should be seeking the right counsel mm. while he's dating you all right so and I, I, you know, whether that be whether he has a strong uh, father in his life or whether he has a pastor in his life that he consults with or whether he's in a men's group at his church or whatever the case may be, he should be seeking counsel on, you know, what kind of things he should be doing, how he should be approaching situations with you, you know, maybe introducing you to some people at some point, you know, hey, this is my mentor, you know. I just wanted to, you know, introduce you to him, have him have the opportunity to meet you. You know, look, two sets of eyes are always better than one. Three sets of eyes are even better. Like, yeah. he should be, if he's taking you seriously, he should be, you know, having you meet some people that are important to him, some people that have spoken into his life. So, yeah, he should be seeking wise counsel. Um <clears throat> If he's dating you and he's taking you seriously, that's real, man. And you gotta, you gotta audit his accountability. Exactly. You gotta, cause whoever he's up under, that's the fruit he eat from. You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? <clears throat> so you gotta look at see, is that how's that man that he's following? And and don't don't waste your time with a man that says I don't need no covering. I got the Holy Ghost. Don't trust that. Man, look, man, you better listen. The Holy Ghost is dope, but the Holy Ghost ain't stupid. Right. The Holy Ghost is going to make sure that man is surrounded by men who can check him. 
See, the Holy Spirit checks within, but the Holy Spirit needs some flesh and blood to check them. Yo, man, yo, you tripping. Because everybody human. Everybody, everybody human. Everybody human. I've had weak moments, and I had to call up J.E. Hey, J.E. So vice versa. <laughs> the situation. Yeah, because you need, you need, you need people who who are solid. You need you need to make sure that man is surrounded, man. Because a lot of men out here they don't want accountability because they want to stay free in what they exactly. want to do. Listen, man, what's exactly. free? Now, nah, everything has a price. Price of sacrifice. Price of accountability. If you really want to be successful in marriage, be successful anywhere. You need to be accountable. People mm-hmm. go to prison because of bad accounting. Mm. Relationships suffer due to poor or no accounting. If you don't right. want to be in prison, if you want to enjoy life, you better have a solid accountant. An accounting, a, a, a person, accountability is a person who has the ability to account for your life. Mm. They have the ability to say, no, that you tripping, tripping. Go back and apologize to her. Go say this exactly. differently. Go do this. Man, my counseling sessions, man, priceless. And I just tell <clears throat> I just tell people, hey, you need people who are, how can I put this? People who are successful, whose life matches their advice. He should not have somebody who's speaking into his life. He should not have someone who is his accountability who is not in a successful relationship. That's right. Preferably marriage, to be honest. Yeah. They, they Get really advice from a single man? No. He shouldn't be if that's his accountability, if that's who he says he, he seeks out <clears> when it comes to <throat> advice, no. You want to see, he's got some married people, people who have been married for years that he can consult with, that, that speak into his life, that he's got you meeting. You know, a reverend who's been married for years. Like, you need to see someone someone who's going to be accountable for you, someone who, you know, you're going to seek counsel from, needs to be where you're trying to get to. That's real, BD. Let me get to my last point. We out, bro. All right. We, well, we're not out. We still have other things. Oh, my bad, bro. All right, let me scroll down, man. I got my last one on here in the text, bro. Die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yo. And I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to let BD chime in, and then I'm going to get to my five S's real quickly. Not even going to labor on it more than a minute. Okay. But ladies, listen to me. Never... Waste your time with the man that doesn't respect your time, that doesn't respect your pace, and that doesn't respect your boundaries. A real man is going to respect. No, he's not going to. He's not even going to be offended by it. He's going to be like, oh, that's okay. For real. No problem. Whatever you need. These your boundaries. My apologies. And we're not talking about crossing major boundaries. It just could be just something simple. <clears throat> now, ladies, don't get it twisted. Now, a man is not supposed to chase you. Let me. Right. A man's supposed to pursue you. you see right. what I'm saying? A lot of women got these men jumping over walls, running through a troop, jumping through hula hoops. Mm-hmm. For what? For what? A man is supposed to pursue you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I think a lot of ladies get it twisted with that. But at the same time, if he crosses a boundary that was just he didn't know. Give him grace, but that man should be willing to learn and rebound from it. But let me also tell you this, though. If that man don't respect God, he ain't going to respect you. If he don't fear God, he ain't going to respect you. If he's not committed to God, he's not going to be committed to you. So why would he respect your boundaries if you don't respect the boundaries that God has for him? 
If that man is pushing you beyond your, let's get married. Let's get married. Meet me at the altar in your white dress. We ain't getting no younger. We might as well do it. No, 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 no. I'm not ready. I don't even know you enough to meet you anywhere near altar. First off, I think you need to go to the altar by yourself and get you. You know what I'm saying, ladies? Before you even even allow your time to be used or occupied with the man, establish mm-hmm. your standards, establish your pace, establish your boundaries. And make sure you established. Because then you will be able to know how to use your time and make sure that your time, your pace, and your boundaries are not being abused. And I'm sorry, <clears throat> like I am like I'm like zero tolerance for that right there. Like if you make it known that you have an issue with something or you know your boundary is being crossed and he has any pushback, like any like hey it's time to roll that's not that's not that that ain't it i'm sorry if you say that you are you know something he's doing is making you uncomfortable or you don't feel comfortable with that it should be hey i'm sorry i'm i apologize that i even you know what i mean like I, the last thing i want to do is make you uncomfortable so you let me know you know where you want to go like like dude that's the worst thing as a man of god i'm sorry but that's just you just shouldn't be making a woman feel that way. Nah. You just shouldn't. You shouldn't be suggesting anything in the first place, I feel like. But if 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 it is something that makes her uncomfortable, you fall back with the quickness. You fall back quick. And don't try to re don't try to come back at a different angle to try to get what you want either. No. Like you gotta understand, ladies, these are dangerous times to be desperate for love. These are some crazy people out here. Maybe in 95, you can get away with this. Maybe in 2000, there was a little bit more. Ju- this is crazy times. Mm-hmm. You better trust God because people crazy. Don't let no man know where you stay. Don't let no man know where you work. Listen, tell him to meet you an hour and a half away from where you dwell. <laughs> Lie about what city you live in. Yeah, I'm out here, you know. And y'all date out there where he'll be like, oh, I think I know where she. No, no. Listen, you too valuable out here to be desperate for love. Desperation mm-hmm. leads you to danger. Because sociopaths, narcissistic dudes will tell you anything you want to hear to get their full. And if you try to deny them that, you may be in this trunk somewhere. Mm-hmm. Better that, off being single. It's better off to be single and trust God for the right one. So at least you know whoever God gives you is going to be sane, sound. Yeah. All right, my last few points and we're done with this topic, man. Before you even think about or allow yourself to be with a man, and fellas, you hear these points too. This is for you. But ladies, hear me closely. These are one, two, three, four, five things you need to see in his life before you even before you will even allow whatever y'all have to get serious. The first S, he has to be saved. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about no no salvation and selecting Christianity on a box are not the same things. We're right. talking about someone who's truly converted by God with the spawning of his mind being renewed, with the sanctification with fruit evident. We're talking about someone that is truly an adopted son of God. He has to be saved. Not selecting Christianity on a box. We're talking about saved and 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 serious about his sanctification. There's some young men who are babes in Christ, but they're not cooperating with the sanctification process. They're still young. We're talking Mm -hmm. about a seasoned vet. 
We're not talking about a, a man who's seasoned with the word of God, who knows. No, we're talking about someone who the word of God has seasoned him. You see what I'm saying? Number one, he has to be right. saved. Number two, he has to be secure. The worst type of man you want to be around is an unsaved, insecure individual. You need to be with a man who's secure about his. He, we're not talking about cockiness. We're talking about confidence. And we're talking about a confidence that's only found in Christ. The ripest form of confidence is a man who knows who he is in Christ. We, you don't want to be with a man whose confidence is in his money because when the money's gone, he's insecure. You don't want no man who's confident only in his looks because when them looks fade, he's not confident anymore. The one thing that will never fade or be moved is Christ. So that man will always be confident. And secured because of what Christ secured him from. And that's from himself and from sin. Woo -woo. The coach is giving you points. Now, number three. That man has to be selfless. A selfish man, there's nothing worse than being around an unsaved, insecure, selfish man. Mm. A selfish man is a man who fishes for himself alone. You got to be with a man who's selfless. That doesn't mean that he don't think about himself. He just thinks about himself less in regards to uh, uh, the thinking of himself less in regards. He don't get so caught up in thinking of himself more highly. The next S, you got to be around a man who's surrounded, like BD talked about, surrounded with the right accountability. He has to be saved. He has to be secure. He has to be uh, selfless. He has to, with that salvation, he has to be seasoned, seasonedly saved. Secure, selfless, surrounded, and last but not least, he has to be solid. Solid in the things of God. Solid. A man who, a man of few words, a man when he speaks, the words hit the ground heavy. A man whose yeses are yes and his noes are noes. A man who is solid and not too many variances in him. Mm. Not perfect, solid. When, it, right. when he speaks, you take it to the bank. When he says he's going to do something, you believe him. He's solid. He has to be saved. He has to be secured. He has to be selfless, surrounded, seasoned, and solid. Mm. That's my points for that matter. <clears throat> it's good. It's good stuff. So, I hope that was helpful for some people out there who are, you know, still... Um, dating and waiting on that right person i hope you can take some of this advice and just be patient man just be patient it is not worth it don't rush god don't rush what he's cooking up for you don't rush god don't rush god because he why you know why you shouldn't rush god because god is rested mm -hmm. he's rested it's already done it's already settled before you was inform your mother's womb he already knew and fit he got it settled don't rush a rested person he's rested and you should rest in his rest all right. All right. So we're going to switch uh, topics to a subject that um, was pretty prominent in the news, um, sports news, at least uh, for the past couple of weeks. And but I think it just highlights a, a larger issue that I, uh, I guess, kind of take offense to as a good guy, you know, the good guys podcast. Um, so I just wanted to talk about it. So LeBron James, mm -hmm. I mean, even if you only casually keep up with sports, I think you know who LeBron James is, um, has come under fire lately because 
Um, he goes to his son, Bronny, plays AAU. His son is actually really good, too. Mm-hmm. So LeBron goes to pretty much all his son's games. And in one particular game, LeBron, you know, um, got out of his seat and got into the layup line with Bronny's team. Uh-huh. And, you know, he was throwing down some dunks, you know, getting the team hyped up. And he came under fire for that. And a lot of sports uh, columnists were saying, oh, LeBron James, you know, he needs to, you know, uh, take a seat and sit down somewhere and let his son, you know, have that moment and have it, have his time. And, and, you know, LeBron is just eclipsing and, you know, eclipsing his son and sucking the air out of the room and this and that. And I just, like, I just find it interesting because I feel like, like, just keep it real. Like, as black men, I feel like a lot of times, like, we get stereotyped as, oh, you know, we don't we don't stick around. We don't take care of our kids. We're not involved in our kids' lives. And I feel like a lot of times they want to tell that story. Like, they want to tell the story like, oh, you know, uh, Johnny Superstar uh, rose up, you know, didn't have his dad in his life. You know, was raised only by his mom. And he rose up and he came and now he's successful and da-da-da-da-da. And they love highlighting that and putting that, you know, on the front page. When it's a lot of good dudes out here like taking care of the kids, taking care of the families and involved in their lives. So for me, number one, it's it's about the kid and what how the kid feels about it. They've talked to talked to Bronny. Bronny's gone to Instagram. Bronny's teammates have gone to Instagram saying it's the coolest thing ever. They <coughs> love LeBron hanging around, you know, dunking in the warm-ups and being around the team and stuff like that. They love it. So if they love it, automatically i'm like well it's not a problem i'm sorry number two if a black man is out here taking care of his family and involved in his son's life i'm all for it so i don't care if the media attention i it should be positive even if it's negative i'm still here for it because it's a, the highlight is lebron james at his son's game that's it and it needs to be highlighted as much as possible so that was just my thoughts on how you feel, Jay. Man, listen, man. If the kids love it, you should like it. It's that simple. If the kids don't have a problem with it, then you should like it. I think people become uncomfortable when they're not familiar with those kind of narratives. See, single family sales, not solid black family sale. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so they've been, they have been, that narrative have been has been pushed down a lot of people's minds from other cultures that when they see something different, then they see an extreme. So what they do is they be like, oh, well, we never seen this before. Or we saw other fathers maybe not be like this, but they can't. They're not the best player. That They're not considered one of the best players yes. in the Go NBA. Ahead. No. Go ahead. No. You had it right. I'm just saying, listen. <clears throat> so when they see that narrative, you see, I just brushed by that. You see, when you see that, when you see that kind of narrative, it makes people uncomfortable because it doesn't match what they're familiar with. Or they don't want to control it. Or they don't really... A lot of people are, are uncomfortable because he's actually the greatest in that room. And so when you when you have that type of... That's why people are upset with Rich Paul. People are upset with LeBron James and Maverick. Because they're controlling the narratives and we get with, within the NBA space. And a lot of people don't like that. So when a man has that kind of confidence and he walks into a room with his son and they dominate the room and they could do whatever they want to within 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 lawful means that makes people uncomfortable 
Because they just mad they can't run up on the court. They mad they can't dunk like that. And if I was LeBron James and my son is playing in a game. Now, if he did this, now, if he did this, and, and even if he did this, I wouldn't even whatever. But I'm sure he wouldn't do this in a high school game. These are AAU games. These ain't these are not high school college games. These are AAU on these are the underground street kind of games. Not street games, but you know what I mean? These are not like games that count. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so if I want to give the edge to another team, I'm gonna be in that dunk line too. Because y'all gonna feel like y'all down by twenty because my dad is dunk come on. That's listen. I would do anything within the right means to make my son feel confident. And if that means I'm on the sideline, that means I'm in a layup line. If that now I can't do a LeBron. Now if you if all you can do is layups, don't be in a layup line, dads. Nah, just just sit down. Just sit down. Sit if down you, nobody wants to see your little old spoil or spoil um spoiled jelly moves, you over right. there trying to do up and unders and it's hitting the bottom. No, no, no. no. This is no. LeBron James. Come on, man. I don't. And a lot of these, yeah. you know, NBA <clears throat> analysts, you know, or whatever, like even the even the former NBA players or whatever, even, like they can't, you can't dunk anymore. So no, you didn't come out to your son's layup line because nobody wants to see you do a layup. Nobody. LeBron James is throwing it off the backboard and just throwing it through, like head at the rim, like you know, he's putting on a little show, but it gets their team hyped up. And he can do it. It's LeBron James. And again, anytime a father, and especially a black father, is involved in their kids' lives, I'm all for it. Because it needs to be out there. Like, we we out here handling it. Yeah. Handling our responsibilities. Doing what we're supposed to do. And that, They don't want to paint that narrative nah. about us, but we out here. And so, and they want to paint a narrative that dads are no, black dads are no good. Like, black dads are not there for their kids. And when they see that... It almost makes them uncomfortable because when we, when we're, <clears throat> the thing about us, and it's not just limited to just black families. When a, with any good man, there's nothing more inspiring than seeing someone you love succeed. Right. Though that's a type of jubilance that's hard to control. But let's talk about some of y'all's parents out there at at little Johnny's spelling bee, getting carried out of the room because you're getting mad. <laughs> We don't talk about how crazy some family, how some parents are when little Johnny, you get mad at the person because he, you know, he, you know, my son said I, not E. No, your son spelled the word wrong. These are the rules. He's disqualified. He's out. Oh, but he's passionate about his But son. he's passionate. No, if I'm on the, if I'm on the floor and my son done, he done threw an alley-oop and some kid banged out and my shoe got left on the court because I was excited. Let me be. And that wasn't even his son. Yeah. He's just genuinely excited about the team's success. Like, he's just hyping them up, man. Like, that's... Look, man, I'm sorry. And Different cultures are different, but that's what we do. The only way... We get crumped. We get excited. And the only way Bronny would have been upset with his dad if, it, if he was in a field that he didn't love. Right. So, because Bronny loves the game of basketball and LeBron does too, that's just what's expected. Now, if this was a high school game... Or a college game, that's uh, that's understandable. He's not gonna do. He's that. not gonna do right. that. But a gym like that and that energy there and this dog against dog, like this this is like yo, this is about who's who's gonna be on top. A father's gonna be excited. I just don't like when the single home narrative 
has become the main narrative and not the solid family narrative within the African-American or minority homes that 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 makes certain people uncomfortable. And and the ladies, you have to also look at that, too. Like you want a man that's that's jubilant about the success of his family, but also know that 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 um, where am I trying to go at this point? Oh, we got to know that. That we don't have, we shouldn't be uncomfortable when we see true, genuine jubilance at the at the expense of a son's happiness in the field that he chooses. And we have to also trust. That's why I don't trust much stuff from the media, BD, because they want to continue to push a narrative. Mm-hmm. And and one thing about me, if uh, with my nieces and nephews, these are like the closest kids to me right now. At the point, all my sisters are old. You see what I'm saying? So these are the closest. When they succeed, I'm excited. It could be over the littlest right. things. I'm excited because I want them to be successful. And, um, bruh, these people just mad they didn't have a dad like that in their life. That's all it is. They mad. All right. Next topic. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but I do want to highlight what Krispy Kreme is doing. All right. They still need us. They still need us. But they're moving in the right direction, Josh. They're trying. They're tr- okay, that's all we ask. Is that you try? That's what I'm saying. They have the product. They just needed to innovate a little bit. Yes. Okay. So they opened up a new location in Concord. Okay. I'm told that they have like donut infused flavored milkshakes mm-hmm. that come with like a little mini donut on the straw. That looks delicious. That's good. That's good. Okay, they got donut ice cream sandwiches. They split the donut in half. They put a scoop of ice cream in between okay. with like the fruity pebbles and stuff is, so people can Instagram them. Is the, is the um, donuts warm? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, see, that's why they need to call us. You put a nice, good, warm, hot, fresh donut as the buns. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even pick them up as a sandwich. Use it the fork. Yeah, Absolutely. But what it tells me is that they're trying, though. Like, and like I said, I still have ideas. Okay, and we're gonna get there. We're gonna get. We're gonna have a sit down. We're gonna get a seat at the table yes. with Krispy Kreme one day. But it is encouraging to me that they're trying, because, like I said, from day one, Krispy Kreme has one of the best products in existence. You're right. Maybe of all time. They may have maybe they may time. have the top one of the top five food products of all time. They're all time. probably the manna from heaven was number one. Mm, the, the fishes and loaves was probably number two. Close number close two. Close number two. And then Krispy Kreme. The probably top three foods of all time. And it broke my heart, J. E. It broke my heart to see Krispy Kreme locations closing down. It broke my heart to hear the stories of, you know, Krispy Kreme struggling as a franchise. So, you know, for me, to, and, and like I said, they had the product. They just needed to innovate and come into 2019. The reason Duncan passed them wasn't because they had a superior product. Their donuts are disgusting. Trash. But they innovated. Okay. They added the coffee, the, the breakfast products. And, and now they have, you know, Dunkin' Donuts on every on every block. So, Krispy Kreme is trying, okay? I see you, Krispy Kreme. You still need to sit down with me. But, 
they are reaching some in, in some areas. They're reaching. Like this man. new Reese's uh, Reese's looking cream filled. Krispy Kreme. Come on, bro. You're doing too much on that one. You're doing too much. We don't want. No, don't go the Oreo route. Mm-mm. Don't go the Oreo route. Whoever told you that, fire them. Yeah. There's no way I want a Reese's Pieces donut. What is it? Peanut butter? Reese's peanut butter? Is it Reese's just Reese's peanut butter? Yeah. In the middle of a donut? With a little chocolate on top? No. Man. No. 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 We got ideas that are so exclusive we can't even share online. So invite us to the table. Or the conveyor belt. Wherever you need to invite us, we'll be there to let you know what would take you beyond Duncan. Duncan must die. Duncan must die. All right. That's all I got on that. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into... <laughs> oh, we've got a good top five today. Good Woo! guys top five. Let's get to it. We are going to rank our top five of all time. Sandwiches. The idea actually came from one of our subscribers, uh, Tommy116. Send us a message to the good guys uh, Instagram page. If you are not following us on Instagram, it is on the screen right now. I think underneath me, maybe, possibly, or JE. Um, good guys pod. But anyway, he shot us a message on Instagram and it was talking about the top ranked sandwiches in the US. I don't remember what was ranked number one, but we're going to rank our top five. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, comment below. You never know. We may shout you out. That's right. We're family here. The doors of the good guy's home virtually are open. Let us know in the comments box what you... Listen, and me and BD, he's now settled in Texas. He is Texas B, and I'm Slim Rev. If you want us to try anything... Mm. We would love to go try. If y'all want to say, I think I should try this, we could go try it. We want to start food reviews here, too. We're going to be starting food reviews. We're going to do a split screen on that as well, yep. where we go. And we order these food, uh, these uh, entrees, and we're going to try them, and we're going to review them live. Yep. But anyway, yes, send us your ideas. If you have topic ideas that you want us to talk about, shoot them to us. Ask the Good Guys is a segment that we had maybe two years ago. Ask the Good Guys. That's right got a question ask us there you go all right so joshua ezzy our top five sandwiches of all time number five what do you got number five now let's set the parameters we're not going to tell you a location we're just talking about just sandwich okay okay my number if it's like familiar then i'll probably tell location yeah it just depends but number five for me is a good meatball sub Okay. Ooh. There's meatball enough sub. meatball sub, and you got to eat that in private. You just can't, you got to be careful with subs. But with <laughs> meatball sub, there's nothing better than, now you got to be in the mood, but it's the top five. Meatball subs, man, with some good cheese on that thing, man. Some good meatballs, man. I haven't had a meatball sub in a really long time. I had a good, I had a real good one the other day. Maybe the reason why it's number five, because it's fresh on my mind. My mm. wife made me a banging meatball sub. Ooh, a homemade one? Homemade. See, see, we're not talking. No, we're not. Listen, let me make sure I make this clear. Most of these sandwiches, as we have aged, are best at home. 
Right. Now there's some location that's good too, but a good meatball sub, man, bro. Okay. With a nice soft bun, bro. Ooh. Mm. Lightly okay. toasted, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay. Meatball sub number five for me, bro. Alright. Number five for me. Out of this one is like out of respect. Out of, you know, convenience, out of dependability. I'm gonna give the peanut butter and jelly sandwich the number five slot. Number five? Number five. What? You got it higher on your list? Yeah, man. Okay. We're talk, I'm not we're talk, we got to talk about everything that this sandwich contributes to life. And I know. I felt like it was maybe disrespectful to put it at five, but at the same time, I really like these other sandwiches more. But I feel, I feel, I feel. the peanut butter and jelly has been there for me. It's been there for you before even these sandwiches were there for you. Before you had right. a burger, I'm sure you had a PB&J. Before you had a chicken sandwich, I'm sure you had a PB&J. Before you even had your first breakfast sandwich, you had a PB&J. Mama, she said, let, let, me, let me let you in to the best sandwich. One of. Bruh, you can't. I'm, it, it had to at least be in the middle of the pack, bro. It couldn't be number five. That means it was fighting for that spot, bro. I feel bad, man. You should. I mean, I don't eat them that often now. I'm just going to be honest. You should. I rarely ever. You should. What's stopping you? You know what I, I've eaten more uh, recently when it comes to peanut butter and jelly? Uncrustables. What? Oh, you have kids. Yeah. But that's, that's, exactly. that's, that's for kids. You are a man. When you became a man, you supposed to put that. That, that, that shouldn't even be, bro. I, hey. I don't. I'm questioning you right now. Wait, hey, hold up. Them Uncrustables hit. They hit, but they but cust, a customized, not a crushable versus a customizable PB&J? Question. What kind of bread do you use on your PB&J? Uh, well, now that I'm all health conscious, man. Okay, I don't, I don't care about no, 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 no. But listen, I like the thick white bread. Yeah. We're talking about the toast, like the toast. Man. There's one peanut butter and jelly sandwich changed my life four and a half years ago, bruh. I worked at this uh, at the YMCA and they had this peanut butter and jelly they don't sell, but it was in that thick, toasted white bread. Mm, toasted? Bruh, no, not toasted, but like the toast bread, like the toast, but not toast okay. bread, but like the big Texas size. I don't yeah, know where the they Texas got this bread. bread from, but that Texas bread. With the peanut butter and jelly, I'm doing that tomorrow. I might even do that tonight. Now that sounds right there. If you have the right bread, man, look, it's not healthy, but you gotta use white bread. You gotta use the white bread. You gotta use white bread. Yo, my wife had never had white bread in her life. <laughs> I like I legit thought about making it an earring of grievance a couple weeks ago because I was like, how have you never had Wonder Bread? How have you never had, you know, like, because normally we get like the uh, nature's own honey, wheat, whatever, you know, trying to be healthier or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was like right before we was leaving New York or whatever. So we was just, you know, trying to throw some stuff together. I went to the store. She was like, um, get some bread for a peanut butter and jelly. I was like, normally I don't care because I'm not going to eat these sandwiches, but we don't have a lot of food in the house. I'm actually going to have to eat these. I got some Wonder Bread. Ooh. I, Ooh, I what took a it wonder. home. 
What a wonder it was. Oh, I got home. I made her a peanut. I made myself one and I made her one. Changed you the know, life. Got the dimensions correctly. Okay, every single nook and cranny covered in either peanut butter or jelly. Drizzled just a little bit of honey across there. Like I was salt bait, you know, just. And it was a wrap. It was a wrap. She could not believe that she had never had white bread. Wow, so maybe, whoa, America, UK, Israel, everyone's listening? Do yourself a favor and get you a good peanut butter and jelly on that white bread. I know some of y'all are pro-black, but get that white bread. You got to get the white bread when it comes now, to this. Now, listen, now, I, you know what? Today, BD, I go back to work next week. I think I'm going to treat myself to white bread, bro. I've been doing a fully sprouted bread. Mm. Fully That's sprouted. Your, uh, Ezekiel bread? The Ezekiel bread. See, I, I'm in the scriptures. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ezekiel 3.9, whatever it's called, bread. Is that bread actually? I've never actually had it. Man, no, no, it's not. I mean, it's it's, it's you got it's an acquired taste. You have to get yeah, used to that saying. bread. Nah, it nah, looks disgusting. Nah, that the raisin, the raisin, the cinnamon raisin version of it is pretty good, but it's, it's not that soft, artificial GMO white <laughs> bread. Bro. It's not that kind of bread. It's the soft of the bread. I'd be like, this is so good, but I have to question why you so soft. <laughs> Every certain breads, I'd be like, God. Latest bread is so soft and sucky. That's how that white bread be, man. Woo. Okay. That's my number five. What you got for number four? Number four, any meat will do. But it's a breakfast sandwich. You could put sausage, egg, and cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese, liver mush, egg, and cheese, crispy chicken sandwich, egg, and cheese, croissants. Okay. So the breakfast croissant The breakfast sandwich. croissant. Man, okay. I, went, I went to this place the other day. Uh, two about a week and a half ago, called Metro Diner, not Midnight Diner, but Metro Diner here in Charlotte, mm. and they had this big old croissant, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant. Mm. It was a big croissant. We talking mm-hmm. about this had to be like I don't know how they made it this big. Like I had to hold it with two hands. Right. Ooh, I said, man, I ain't had a croissant sandwich in a long time. I said, no wonder this sandwich so good. Man. That's number four on my list, and it it, it 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 almost it almost got number two, but mm. I had to, I had to show some respect. <clears throat> but a good breakfast croissant sandwich can't beat it. Okay, my number four is also a breakfast sandwich. Okay, but it's a little bit more specific. It is a chicken biscuit, and it's really only it's really only from Chick Fil A. I'm just gonna be honest. I get the chicken, egg, and cheese biscuit. I don't know if that's weird or not, but it, it's no, delicious. No, it's not weird. Be yourself. I mean, you know, you got the chicken and the egg. It's, it kind of seems like it's sacrilegious, but it it works. It works. It works, and it's delicious. And a good chicken, egg, and cheese biscuit with a little Bruh. bit of grape jelly. Oh! Oh! Okay, 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 okay. Tied for fourth. <laughs> Got because that grape jelly on that chicken biscuit. Oh, that grape jelly. No, not the strawberry. That's Mm-mm. that's 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 just unwise. Right. Ooh, because you can't do grape jelly on a croissant sandwich. Mm-mm. Well, 
Yeah, you can. You can. I mean, I it never, depends. I never. Had I do it on Burger Kings. I do it on Burger Kings. Now, okay. a real croissant sandwich <clears throat> like the one you had, probably no. Probably not. But bro, that's tied for number four, man. That that. But see, I love biscuits, bro. But mm-hmm. when you bite it, see biscuits sometimes they're not as soft as a croissant. No. no. It's all, it's a texture thing with my breakfast. It depends on what texture I want. Okay. Sometimes what leads me to the pastures is texture. Okay. That's fair. But that grape jelly on that either sausage egg is any kind of good solid biscuit. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the smoked sausage one, but man, bro, you about to have me really I'm about to go to Bur- I'm about to go to uh Bojangles tomorrow and get me a Cajun fillet biscuit. And I'm gonna ask that lovely lady at the counter just give me two packs of that that grape jam. Oh man, that's one thing. I, you know what? I'm not gonna complain because I'm out of that that uh, wasteland uh, of upstate New York. I am here in Texas, and I can get a Chick Fil A chicken biscuit whenever I want. You know and what? It's the most wonderful thing. I have a confession. What's that? I've never had Chick Fil A's chicken biscuit. What? What? I I know. I'm gonna get up tomorrow morning and get it. I know, I know, but I knew you was my brother. You remember we talked about being surrounded with accountability? I had to confess that <sighs> sin, bro. I've never had Chick-fil-A's chicken, egg, and cheese biscuit. Please forgive me, bro. Don't question Gosh. my taste buds now. It was ignorance. It possibly insecurities. You see what I'm saying? It could have been some fears there. Josh, tomorrow morning, I need you to run. Don't walk. Run to the nearest Chick-fil-A. I need you to order a chicken biscuit and tell them that you want egg and cheese on that biscuit. I want you to ask them for at least two grape jellies because you normally need, you probably need about one and a half packs. No, BD, BD, I, I, I relapsed, bro. I, no, if I go to this establishment, mm-hmm. like I told, I told my wife not to let me go order another chicken sandwich for Chick-fil-A. It got bad, bro. It got, it got bad. bad. It got bad. I'm still slim rev because I only do an intermittent fast. So I do intermittent fasting so I, and I work out. So I can I can deal with But, bro, I woke up. There be days where I'm like, how did I get in this Chick-fil-A line? I'm in a drive-thru. How did I get here again? How did I get here again? It yeah, was so, that, bro, that's, it's so, that's problematic. Bro, it's so bad. I'm like, why am I here? Do I need a hug? <laughs> is it the customer service or the chemicals in the food? I was like, I'm in the line again? Bruh, I was being creative. I was getting, one day I got the spicy chicken sandwich and the regular chicken sandwich and a large mm-hmm. fry. Mm-hmm. The next day, the next day, because I was like, why am I getting, I tried I tried what you did, and I was like, this ain't enough. Because I found out that the four-piece chicken strips was more expensive than the chicken sandwich. I know. I said, bro. I said, what? Yeah. So what I what don't tell my wife, what I was doing, BD, mm-hmm. I was over there grabbing two sandwiches, a <laughs> large fry, and a cup of water, like three times in a week, bruh. <laughs> that is a relapse. One my day, brother. when I when, that was a relapse, because in the beginning I was just doing a sandwich and two large fries. I like I bet, but then when I was realizing, man, I'm getting upset every time I get a large fry. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get a large fry one oh BD, please forgive me. Guess what I did? What'd you do? I got a spicy chicken sandwich and a regular chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. Okay. Drove across the street to Bojangles. 
and got, <laughs> drove across the street to Bojangles and got me a picnic-sized lightly salted fries. Oh. BD, that check. I said, at that day, I looked to heaven and said, God, forgive me. <laughs> I, I said I, I looked up to God. I said, God, I gotta stop. I gotta stop this. I'm over I here. I have man. a problem. I, I had a problem. The old J E was back in the passenger seat. I said, No. Bruh, have you ever gotten two chicken sandwiches from Chick-fil-A and then went and got you a fresh thing of fries? Picnic size from Bojangles? That's a like that's a coma, like waiting to happen. Like I'm done. If I get that like on a Sunday afternoon, it's a wrap for the rest of the day. Bruh, I, I I'm laid so, out. I felt so bad and I ain't even told my wife this, bruh. <laughs> but I know I told her that same day I said, Man, just keep an eye on me, okay? Check the online accounts, hold me accountable. <laughs> tell her you love her. That's got, a good time. Yeah, tell <laughs> I love That's you. That's a good time. <laughs> That's a good time. Because bruh. But if I try this biscuit tomorrow, actually, I may do a food review. I yes. Do, I'm going to do it live. Bro, yes. you want to do it with me or you want me to do it by myself? We we might be able to do it. No, I'm, I'm off. So, yeah, man, you know that, what? Yep. Gotta, yep, we got to do this either tomorrow or sometime before the next episode. Because I'm going to have to get my, as long as I get my wife a biscuit, I'm in the clear for that. I can do that. I cannot go get a biscuit for myself. BD, <laughs> let me tell you something. If this is good. Yes. I'm I want no, to share in this moment. We have to do this. I want bro, to share in this moment. Bro, because that Popeye's thing we did was trash. We got to do the Popeye's review. I think you had a bad... I think you had a bad... Uh, you had a bad... I don't know. Did you go to the Hood Popeye's or you go to the... No, nah, I went to the Popeye's that was, you know, in the area. Okay. Yeah. You might have to go to the Hood Popeye's. All right, man. That was... Whew. If I try this biscuit tomorrow, bro, you know, listen, because one thing about breakfast sandwiches, I never get one. <laughs> I get two. Woo. See, back when we didn't have jobs or money, we had to just get one. Now that when you got some money, you got residuals coming in, you just be mm-hmm. buying two of everything. Anyway, right. number, what's number, what's your number four? Oh, you already said uh, number four. Yep, number three. Number three. A good chili cheese hot dog. Mm, okay. That's it so reliable. It ain't nothing better. This is, I'm going to give you a location. If you're in Charlotte, go to Chubbs. Chubbs. C-H-U-B-Z. Chubbs. Mm. Man, bro, we talking about the jumbo hot dogs, bro. You know what I'm saying? With the chili and cheese, with the chili cheese fries. Mm-hmm. One day I even tried it with the onions. Mm. I shed a tear in that car, man. See some rest. <laughs> see some restaurants. I have to try. See, sometimes I do this. I don't. Sometimes when I order certain foods that I know are dangerous, right. I don't. I don't eat it in the establishment or in their parking lot. I drive mm-hmm. off to a distant place, and then I park. <laughs> then I park and eat. Right. Because sometimes if I eat it in the parking lot, I go right back in. <laughs> this is a tip. This is, this is someone who's ever ch- chubby, chunky, or fat. Right. Do not eat in the... We're talking about if you got some money now. You got some money to blow. Right. Do not eat 
in the establishment or in the parking lot of the establishment, drive at least six miles away. That's a, no, not six miles. Your cold food to be cold. Two miles away. Let's park somewhere, eat it, and then you'll because you'll look stupid driving back to it. <laughs> but a good chili, but a good chili cheese dog, BD. Okay. I get two of them and some chili cheese fries from Chubbs. Mm. Man, bro, that stuff's so good. It's nothing better than chili, a hot dog, chili on a hot dog, and some good old cheese on that thing. That's a taste that has to be in heaven. There, That's what we're going to talk about maybe soon. The five things, the five things that should be in heaven. If, mm. not, if, if not, I don't want to go. I'm just joking. Just joking. Just joking. <laughs> that's him, Lord. That's him. Nah, that's not joking. me. Nah, I'm just joking. That was just a little, because I'm going. Now, God, come on, Gio. It can't not just be berries and herbs up there, bro. Come on now. Come on, Gio. You can't give you can't give us these taste buds in Earth and not have chicken wing. Oh, oh that's another topic for the other day. The top five things that must be in heaven. That's a for good one. That's good. Okay. Number three. That's mine. Number three for me. A good Philly cheesesteak. That was my number six, BD. Ooh, you know why? Just missed the cut. Just wow. missed the cut. Well, I'll let you explain yours, and I'll talk about how it missed the cut for me, bro. Um, I don't really have too much to expound on it. It's just you know the a good Philly cheesesteak with the you know you, you got the the shaved steak, you got some peppers, you got some onions, you got that cheese all in there, and it's loaded. I always get double meat whenever I get a Philly cheesesteak. See, see, BD, can I? Can I? I gotta go ahead. Talk go ahead. Go ahead. I actually went to Philadelphia to speak at a conference. Okay, go ahead, because I went to Philadelphia too. And go no, ahead. no, the locals told me where to go. Okay, see, that's where I messed up. See, that's where go you ahead. messed up. The locals grabbed me. I was about to walk to this place on the street from my hotel. They said, "No, no, don't you dare!" Mm-hmm. They took me beyond Temple. Okay, Temple, the college. I think it's Temple. Is in the mm-hmm. hood, right, bro? You talking about clutching my pearls? <laughs> oh, I ain't never seen hoods like this. Boy. I'm talking about I, it wasn't that I was afraid, because I've been in hoods before, but it was like, where are you taking me? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing about they told me about Philly guys is that man they can spot if you're not from here. So I I kept my mouth shut. Oh, she the the person that took me told me they was like I was about to ask them. I said, yeah, I was about to say, um, so I'm going to get caramelized onions. They said, don't you say caramelized up here? <laughs> don't say caramelized. She told me, she said, don't you say caramelized up here. You'll get a shot. <laughs> Call them fried onions or whatever they said. But, bruh, the only reason why Philly cheesesteak is number six on my list is because I can't have that Philly cheesesteak anytime I want. Got you. These places down here, Chili's cheesesteaks be dry. Even when you ask for double meat, is that enough? Mm. And I'm like, bro, nah, I'm straight. Try Jersey Mike's Philly cheesesteak. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Jersey Mike's? Jersey Mike's got a pretty good Philly cheesesteak, believe it or not. That's another food review because that's another first. So I'm going to save it till we got it on film. Get double meat, though. Yeah, yeah, I got to get double meat. But yeah, like, where do you remember the name of the place you went in Philly? Uh, I got to text the person. I know it was in the hood. Okay. I went to like the main one. What is it? Um, dang, I can't think of the name. But it's what? like there's two of them. Was it in the that hood? like? <clears throat> mm, 
it wasn't like a rich area but these are like the two like main ones that everybody knows about or whatever that all the tourists and stuff go to and it was not good they told me the person that told me don't trust the tourists trust the locals it was Geno's was it Geno's Geno's you got Pat's and you got Geno's I think I went to Geno's and it was not good she did. That was the that was the one I was gonna go to, and they was like, nah. They said they yeah. took they took me into the hood, bro. We talking about we talking about they opened up this cheese can and was just pouring. They it wasn't it was no measurements. It was just like they was talking to us, hood and stuff. And uh, guess what was playing in the background like fifteen times? Y'all thought what? it was written? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was over there like, hey, hey. Yeah, after I left, like I was on Instagram, I was like, man, that couldn't have been the Philly cheesesteak that I thought. I'm going through Instagram and I'm seeing these other joints that people, you know, that's not as known and they just a bunch of steak just throwing it on that thing. Throwing and it on that thing. What they did was they'll put the bread on top, yes. slide the spatula up under it. Ooh. I was like, that's what I thought I was going to get. Not no. How's your day, sir? I'm just gonna put this little Philly right. cheese. No, bro. Just a couple of little shavings, and the bread was hard. And bro, like, oh let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That thing was about this long, right? Yeah. Bro, no. Now you know Je can eat. Slim right. Rev can put it down. I right. can only eat half, bro. Boy, that thing was so heavy and messy. Listen, one thing about sandwiches: the cleaner they are, the trash they are. Mm. A good sandwich is messy. Right. So I respect it. Philly cheesesteak is a good sandwich, bro. But I only had one good one my whole life. And that was when I went to Philly. All right. So now we are on number two. What is your number two sandwich? Number two sandwich is probably the most clutch sandwich of all time. BD has already made mention. Okay. It is the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, number two. Okay. Peanut butter and jelly, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm going to go make one tonight, make one tomorrow, and then have it relapse again. Um, give me a good old thing of white bread. Mm. Um, but the thing about bread, man, bread has got so much carbs and calories, bro. Yep. It's dangerous. But, 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 bro, the PB&J is number two. I don't know how it became number five, but the peanut a good. We talking about a, we're not talking about mama's. We talking about your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. The way you feel in your heart to make it. I feel it. Peanut butter jelly sandwich number two, bro. I, I I can't be mad at it. Okay, I may have disrespected peanut butter and jelly. I just really like the like these other sandwiches. Like I just I, I mean I don't know I don't know. Bruh, bruh, I. I think I want to take the peanut butter gel to the next level. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I want to. I don't know if this has been done, oh. but I, I think I'm. I think I'm ready to take this to the next level. Oh. Now I'm all. I'm already going to try the honey. Okay. I'm nervous about that because if that's good. But man, what if we put some butter and start <laughs> toasting these sandwiches, bro? Oh. Wait. What if we take it to the next level and we start toasting like like we do like grilled cheese? <clears throat> Oh, so make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Put it in the pan, and let and just let just whatever comes out, let it flow out. I bet you, bro, with that honey, that peanut butter, that jelly, and, some and that toasted bread, toasted butter bread, bro. Yo, that might be next level, bro. Bro, imagine 
the crunch and the je the warm jelly and the warm peanut butter and the honey that's saying hello. See, see, this is this is this is a part of my purpose in life. You know what I'm saying? I I wouldn't be surprised if God has me over the food department in heaven. This is why restaurants need us, man. We need to start a consultation group, you know, a, con a consulting firm, and we need to help restaurants because we might have just changed the future of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. The, gour the gourmet peanut butter and jelly. I'm sure there's a food truck out there that's doing it. They probably but I bet you don't got no. They probably don't got no honey on it. Mm-hmm. It's probably not made like we would make. It's probably all skim. It's probably some like, fancy bread imported from, you know, Europe with the finest grains. No, we would just have straight up Wonder Bread. Straight white bread. Wonder. Slap the peanut butter on there, two layers. Mm -hmm. Other bread, get that jelly too. Maybe one, let, let it jiggle, let it shake for you. Watch her do her thing. I think I'm going to do that for lunch tomorrow, man. Like, I got to get bro, some Wonder I'm, Bread, though. Yeah, I can't do it tonight. But that's where I thought. I was like, man, if, if this is what I think it is. If this is what I think it is, bro. We just might have just innovated this. We just took peanut butter and jelly to the next level. We might have to do a good, uh, review on that one, too. Yeah, man. The good guys consulting. Mm -hmm. Food consulting. There you go. Consultations. But yeah, that's what I would do with my peanut butter. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow. Okay. <clears throat> Number two for me <clears throat> is the burger. What? Yeah. What do you mean, what? Oh, uh, it's number two? That should be number one. Oh, I was about to say, like, what? What do you mean? We used to scour the city <laughs> for the best burgers. What? Bro, those was good times, bro. I remember that time we went to uh, Five Guys. Not Five Guys, but Cookout. Cookout for you put me on Cookout for the first time. <laughs> I slapped that receipt on the dashboard. I was like, I'm not sure what that means, but I think it means he improves. <laughs> I didn't even know what it meant. That what That's just what I was feeling in the moment. I took that receipt off the bag. Slapped it with a paper <laughs> thing and, let it, and let it hang, let it hang there for about thirty seconds. No idea what that means, but okay. That's how I was, I was showing respect to the sandwich, bro. Hey man, that's why that's why I gotta do food reviews because whatever comes out is genuine, right? About how I feel about that 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 food. There's nothing like a good burger, man. Just the just the just raw manliness of just the beef. And the hot beef and the cheese melting in between the patties and in the bread and just ah, there's just nothing better, man. BD, 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 BD. Mm-hmm. I'm already gonna tell you what my number one is, because we gotta have this conversation right now. Okay. Number one for me is the double cheeseburger. Okay. Mm. See the double. That single stuff. No. That's that's child's play. I couldn't tell you the last play. time I had a burger with only one patty. Like that's no. not a burger to me. The re I know some of y'all are questioning like Josh, where's your chicken sandwich? Chicken sandwiches are not done right all the time. Okay. Chick fil Chick fil A is Chick fil A is creeping up there to numbers five or six possibly. But most chicken sandwiches I have is dry. So but B D mm -hmm. let's let's tell the people how we build our burger. Mm. You what do you put on what's a what's a what's a BD exclusive? So it's um, 
it's changed throughout the years but right now my burger my ideal burger has gone to a very simplistic um very simplistic burger i have the bun i have two beef patties yes yes two pieces of cheese I get what kind of cheese? What kind of cheese? American cheese. Okay. American cheese. I think that's the only proper cheese for a true cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. And then I get those um those pickles. It's the uh bread and butter pickles. Never heard of it, but I'm interested. They're kind of like they're like the pickles, but they're like uh kind of like sweet. A little sweet. It contrasts perfectly with the saltiness of the beef of the burger. Hold on, BD. I got my pen and pad. What's the name of that? Uh, bread and butter pickles. Get them. They will change your life. Yes. Okay. And that's really it. Like, um. What? Okay. Okay. Don't well, what I will do. Oh. Mm, yes. Okay. So here's what I do. Because the best burger that I uh, have is the one that I make. I get bacon. Mm -hmm. Chop it up. Chop it up real fine. Okay. Then I have my my ground beef. I take some bacon, bacon bits, put it with the ground beef, put it into a ball. BD, BD, BD. Mm-hmm. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. Nope, YouTube did. What? God, <laughs> bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the bacon inside the... Oh, oh. Smash that out. Put it on that grill. <sighs> J.E., when I tell you, I have never had a burger from any restaurant that has topped the one that I made when I did that. I did that, had my two patties, my cheese, the bread and butter pickles, and a top bun. That's it. That that sounds good, man. It is glorious. Now, there's two types of burgers that I I enjoy. Okay. We're talking about, we already talked about the bottom bun. It has to be soft. I don't do that hard. I want that soft brioche. You know what I'm saying? That soft brioche. That bottom level, right? Okay. You got your meat, you got your cheese, meat, cheese. Mm-hmm. If I really want to get messy, I'll get a chili cheese hamburger. Okay. Simple. But this burger right here, bro, two all beef patties. Just talking. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go somewhere talking about a Big Mac, I will cut off this podcast nah, right bro, now. I'm talking about big patties if 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 i look at the sandwich and you tell me it's a double and it looks like a single i'm slapping you mm. on site you get slapped okay how dare you insult me with the sandwich right and it looks like it's one and you talking about it's a double i'm talking about big patties where the sandwich is this this big mm. like these muscles right here these lick these these this right here right stretched okay you saw the next you saw the next day right okay sauteed Mushrooms and onions and bacon, bro. Mm. There's nothing better than when the mushrooms and onions are sauteed on there, bro. I love caramelized onions. Caramelized. 
caramelized onions can make just about any sandwich. Not any sandwich, but any burger, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's how I do my sandwiches, man. But I love a good bacon on my burger, bro. I love, man, either it's bacon or it's chili. But I love a good, cheesy, messy, big sandwich, uh, cheeseburger. There's nothing better, bro. But what you just told me, bro? Oh, I tried this one burger one time. It was amazing. I stuffed my burger with cheese. Mm, that's good, too. I, I, I homemade that. Right. I don't trust restaurants to do that. I did that myself. Yeah. The one thing I haven't mastered with my burgers, and which I don't really care, is the even size of the burgers. The burgers just be all big and janky. <laughs> you gotta smash them. Red. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's I, I want the the latest thing I think is get the plate and kind of do this. Mm. Smash it down. But number one was mine's double cheeseburger, bro. What's number one for you, BD? Number one for me, and I'm sorry, but I took it a different way. I strictly Chick Fil A the chicken sandwich. That beats a good burger. So you mean to tell me Chick-fil-A sandwich beats that burger you make at home? That's that that almost makes what you just said disqualified. You mean to tell me that Chick-fil-A's two pickles, bread, and chicken sandwich. Chicken. It's better than the burger. The burger you just described to me made my mouth water. You're right. Alright, swap one and two. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to. Because I'm sorry, if you give me an option, I've got a last meal. Last meal. And I have an option between a delicious Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich or just the juiciest, you know, just cheesiest, just mouth-watering burger. I'm taking that burger. I'm taking that burger every time. I'm taking no that question. Burger. Even if I'm in the mood for a chicken sandwich, I'm taking that burger. There's just nothing more satisfying than the chicken sandwich is good. It's it's, it's kind of lean. If you eat one sandwich, you're probably gonna want another one. If you eat a good burger, the right burger, you're good. You good to go? Okay, I think it's time to end this thing. We uh we are at two hours. <laughs> wow. All right, Josh, do you have? Your weekly nugget of truth. Yes, man. Love was never meant to be dangerous. Mm. Love was never meant for you to be desperate for. Mm. If you find yourself desperate or dangerously in love, then chances are that's a dead end. Listen, true love is solid. True love is mature. True love takes time. Before you even engage in an intimate relationship with anyone, Make sure that you have a solid intimacy with God that will ensure that you're, you have a disciplined love, not a dangerous love. Are you disciplined in love or are you desperate for love? Whatever route you go will determine your destiny with love. That's all I got, BD. All right, and that is all we have got for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it added value to you if it did if you enjoyed the episode make sure if you haven't done so already hit that subscribe button and hit the bell so that you get those post notifications okay we come out with a new episode every friday we missed one uh week before last week i was in transition i apologize for that guys but i am here in texas texas b is in full effect texas b. okay i'm settled okay so we're coming at you every friday okay so hit that subscribe button Share the content. Um, 
hop in the comments leave us a comment let us know uh, what kind of things you look for when you're dating somebody let us know what your top five sandwiches of all time are interact with us we'll interact back other than that that's all we've got for today i am brandon dix and i am a humble father of four and a happily married man he is joshua ezzy you guys like to refer to him as slim rev i don't we are the good guys podcast we are out Peace.